GameStop and AMC continue to move higher. Apple, Tesla, Facebook, and ServiceNow all report today. And is Neo a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And, well, the markets are selling off quite a bit today with the Dow Jones down 393 points, NASDAQ down 206 points, and the S&P 500 down 66 as well. The Rust 2K down 16 with the VIX up 22%. So the overall market today is seeing a little selling off, but there are blips of just absolutely crazy action. We see names such as GameStop up 139% today. We see names such as AMC doing making similar moves up 200% today. We see names like Express moving in a similar tone all the way up up 274% today. And what we are seeing is a lot of these stocks that have been heavily shorted, these retail names that it seems are likely going to fail no matter what over the next few years are getting pumped to the sky today with, you know, basically massive short squeezes. Um, And these squeezes continue to happen. And it seems that there's this whole entire group of retail traders that is going around actively um, jumping in these heavily shorted stocks, creating a short squeeze. And then these stocks are just exploding exploding to the upside with an immense amount of volume. In fact, so much volume, it is crashing um, a lot of brokerages. I know that E-Trade, TD Ameritrade, um, and many other brokerages were down this morning off of the large and huge amount of action. Um, So it definitely is something to pay attention to. I do not recommend getting in on any of these names. They're all dangerous, far too dangerous for my liking. I don't see a bright future for GameStop. I don't think it's a great long-term name whatsoever. I don't like AMC. Um, I, I think similar. I think eventually we all, I don't, I don't think we go to the movie theater um, in the future. I really don't, um, you know, and at the end of the day, the way it is all just looking is not amazing. The market is looking very frothy, and I think that's why we're getting a lot of sell action on a lot of solid names, and I think that is when, that is really when you uh, jump in and you start to uh, pick up some of these great names at cheaper prices. So today we're going to get a solid group of earnings. Microsoft had great results. Go check uh, those earnings results out. Um, solid numbers, big beats on revenue, EPS across the board. I liked Microsoft. I still think Microsoft is a buy. It's currently up 1.32% on great numbers. Not a huge jump. Um, it did jump quite a bit. Um, in after hours, but honestly, it just has not moved much today, and that's likely because there's a lot of sell pressure in the broader market. It's currently at 234. I think you can buy it here. So, taking a look at the market, I see a lot of opportunities, and we're going to get into those later. Um, but I would definitely recommend right off the bat go taking a look at Disney. It's currently sitting at 163, big drop today. There's a lot of great names that I think you can pick up here. Uh, Boeing under 200, I think you buy it. Their earnings weren't the prettiest, but it's definitely a comeback play. Now, as I noted, you got Apple, Tesla, Facebook, ServiceNow, all reporting today. A lot of big names reporting today, and that is going to be crazy. Um, on top of all the action we're already getting in the market, so definitely pay attention to what those names do. Um, you know, at you know, what you could see is all of these great names report fantastic numbers, and then they sell off on fantastic numbers because the stocks have simply run a huge amount um over the past you know 
five weeks, five, six, seven, eight weeks, um, I would say we've just seen consistent um, rallies to the upside and it's starting to look a bit frothy. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of questionable action right now in the market. So definitely be careful. But there's a lot of great names out there I think you can pick up. Now, taking a look at some of the biggest analyst calls of the day, um, really a lot of the analyst calls today were all downgrading. Um, these names such as GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, a lot of those retail names that are heavily shorted um, and people are just buying like crazy. Many are, you know, a lot of the analysts are now saying, sell them, get out of them. They don't have much of a future. So I like that. Um, Bernstein initiated DraftKings as an outperform. I like it. I think DraftKings is an excellent long-term name. Uh, and then Bernstein also reinstated Visa, Master, uh, MasterCard, I believe, Square, and PayPal all outperform. I completely agree with that call. Square and PayPal, I think, are going to be very, very, very successful in the future. I think those are going to be two of the largest um, fintech companies for quite a while. Now, Neo, we got to talk about Neo. People have been asking about Neo, and Neo is one of those, uh, you know, EV stocks that has just continued to push higher no matter what. And a lot of people ask for a breakdown, and I have not been super bullish on Neo. Um, I've not been bullish really on a lot of electric, well, electric vehicle EV names. I've not been bullish on many. Um, and that is because there are so many hurdles that these companies have to go through. Um. You know, similar as to Tesla to be successful. Um, Tesla's path wasn't easy. Um, a lot of people up until just a few years ago thought that company wasn't going to make it. Even executives um, were kind of weary on the company. Um, so, you know, it's a tough path. And these stocks are definitely, you have to pay attention to what you're getting into. For instance, Nikola. Um, Nikola was one of those names that was pretty much just a plan. And it turns out it was a big nothing burger. And you, got, you just got to pay attention, people. You got to really do your research. I prefer to invest in companies that are already making major sales, that are already seeing huge growth. And well, Neo is starting to show the signs of that. Um, you know, I, I'm reversing my call. I think you can get in on Neo. Um, and we're going to break down and see, you're going to see why, but um, they're starting to prove that it's not just a plan. It is action being carried out and that they have technology that should do quite well. So here we go. So as we all know, NIO uh, or ticker NIO, NIO is a Chinese-based electric vehicle company that designs, manufactures, and sells electric automobiles. Um, in recent news, NIO released its newest vehicle, the ET7 sedan, in which offers up to 600 miles of range in an autonomous LiDAR-based system. Now, furthermore, just weeks ago, NIO announced that deliveries, deliveries increased by more than double over the last year to a whopping 43,728 total vehicles. Nonetheless, NEO looks forward to expansion and announced plans in August to resume its international expansion plans in the back end of 2021. So all of that news I really do like. They have a vehicle with revolutionary technology. Their deliveries are going through the roof in China. And not only that, but they are looking to expand to other continents similar to what Tesla is currently doing. Now, uh, given the continual positive catalyst coming out of NEO, the stock has soared 1,184% roughly in the past year alone, very much mirroring the past actions seen out of electric vehicle leader Tesla. Uh, not only has NEO proven itself to retail investors, but Wall Street is finally growing more bullish. Recently, Nomura initiated NEO with a buy, setting a top down approach in its vehicle pipeline. Um, 
very similar to Tesla and the backing of the Chinese government as well as their battery as a service technology systems. So, you know, overall, Neo is finally starting to look like um, a baby Tesla or the Tesla of China, which is very, very good. Um, prior, it almost kind of seemed like a plan, almost like uh, maybe Tesla was going to take Neo over. And, you know, I think there's going to be a huge case um, to watch what these two companies do, especially in China. China is a huge market. Tesla is pushing really hard to get into that market, and it will be interesting to see whether Neo takes the Chinese market or if Tesla comes in and just completely destroys Neo. Um, now, both can survive. Obviously, there's always competitions in markets and major companies in the same market, but it will be interesting to see how these two companies fare against each other over the next few years. Now, shifting into the numbers, Neo beat expectations, delivering a Q3 EPS of negative 82 one, um, better than the expected EPS estimate of a negative one point. One one one. Now, on the on a year-over-year basis, EPS improved sixty-five point five five percent. Now, Neo went on to report solid revenues as well, um, reporting total revenues of six hundred and sixty-six point six million dollars. Ouch, that's not a very pleasing number, but representing an increase of one hundred and forty-six point four percent on a year-over-year basis. Um, now, when it comes to margins, uh, quarterly vehicle margins reached fourteen point five percent, while quarterly gross margin told twelve point nine percent, both of which improved significantly over the same time twenty nineteen level. Now, gross profit improved as well, with Q3 gross profit totaling $86.3 million, much better than the same-time Q3 2019 gross loss gross loss level of RMB, $221.6 million. Now, on the downside, Neo ran a loss from operations of $139.3 million and a net loss of $154.2 million. Um, so rounding out the Q3 numbers, net loss attributable to Neo ordinary shareholders totaled $175 million. Um, so obviously, the company is still running a significant loss. I'd like to see improvement amongst those numbers, um, but the margins are improving and revenues are improving as well as sales. So that is a net positive. Now, when it comes to deliveries, Neo reported total uh, 20 2020 Q3 deliveries of 12,206, which is much better than the Q2 2020 level of 10,331 in the Q3 2019 level of 4,799. So definitely improvement on a year-over-year basis hugely um, and definitely improvement on a quarter-over-quarter basis. Uh, Now, shifting into the balance sheet, the numbers are not bad with a total debt of 8.162 billion won, uh, total liabilities of 26.371 billion won, uh, total assets of 34.393 billion won and in cash and short-term investments of 22.046 billion won. Um, so great stuff here. Um, overall, the balance sheet isn't terrible. I'd like to see uh, a little more net, net assets and cash um, over those total debt and liabilities, but it is not a bad balance sheet. Um, when it comes to the valuation, it is definitely trading. Neo is definitely trading at a premium with a price to sales of 50.49 times, a price to book of 59 times, um, both of which are quite high. And management has a lot of work to do as well with a return on equity of 314%. Negative 314%. Um, a return on assets of negative 26.47% and a return on invested capital of negative 56.95%. So definitely improvement um, management can look forward to. And then given the numbers, the analysts are actually quite neutral um, at the moment with a mean price target of 59 4 per share, and that's roughly a uh, 0.16% downside, um, nearing a percent downside. 
Um, now, it is also important to note that the high price target is $80.3 per share, uh, representing a 35% gain, while the low price target is $30 per share, representing a roughly 50% loss. Um, so definitely the analysts are still mixed on NEO. Um, now, when it comes to the big money, there's not much uh, institutional investment going on in NEO, with only 33.55% of NEO being owned by institutions. Top holders include Bailey, Gifford, and Co., uh, BlackRock, Institutional Trust, and State Street Global Advisors. Um, so there definitely is big money there, but not a ton of it. Now, on a technical basis, NEO is maintaining a strong uptrend. It is pulling back off of a high of 62 bucks per share. Um, maybe now, if you're bullish on NEO, could be a buying opportunity. Um, but in my opinion, NEO is a great long-term EV play, but it's definitely one to be cautious of with a close stop. Um, given how much this stock fluctuates and the just sheer volatility on this name, I definitely would be careful, um, and I'd rather go with Tesla over NEO if I had to pick one electric vehicle name, but uh, if you really want to you know, get in on something that hasn't already possibly done its mega run similar to Tesla, and you believe that NEO is the Tesla of China, you know, maybe you do want to get in on it now, but I definitely do think Neo is a solid company, but they have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of work to compete with the likes of Tesla, GM, Ford, all of these companies that are coming out with electric vehicles, um, and they're starting to really mass produce them. So that is definitely something to pay attention to. Now, we have one more name to talk about today, and that name would be Zendesk. A lot of people asking about Zendesk, um, so we're going to dig into it right away. So, Zendesk market cap, $17 billion. Uh, so Zendesk is a major software service company that develops softwares for or software solutions for support, sales, and customer engagements. Um, in general, Zendesk solutions help companies manage customer relationships. In uh, you know, it's great stuff. Um, it's very similar to a few other software companies we know in the market, um, but. Zendesk is another one of these companies that benefited um, quite a bit from the digital shift that has is just getting started, in my opinion, um, to digital. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. Now, throughout the past year, Zendesk has continued to grow through and benefit from the COVID-19 pandemic. Given the massive digital shift that is just getting started, in fact, in the past year, Zendesk stock itself has run 68%. Now, breaking down Zendesk's software offerings, the company offers solutions for a variety of sectors, including financial services, government, manufacturing, retail, telecommunications, education, and much more. Zendesk's customer list is impressive as well, boasting major companies and institutions such as Cabify, uh, CyberRay, Drone Deploy, Panda Restaurant Group, SMC, and Western Michigan University, as well as many more um, companies, institutions, education systems. Um, they definitely have a lot of customers. Now, shifting into the most recent earnings, Zendesk beat Q3 2020 expectations with an EPS of $0.17, cents, much better than the expected EPS estimate of $0.11. Cents. On a year-over-year -year basis, EPS has improved 41.67%. Um, when it comes to uh, revenues, uh, you know, revenues of $262 million, and that is up 24% um, on a year-over-year -year basis. Now, for some context, 2019 Q3 revenues were $210.477 million. So definitely, um, I like that 24% increase in revenues year-over-year. Uh, -year. Um, now, furthermore, gross profit improved as well, totaling 199.100. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pack up, people. Uh, totaling $199.107 million, much better than the same time, 2019 level of $151.267 million. 
So great numbers continuing. Uh, as for gross margin, gross margin totaled 76%, better than the previous year's same time level of 71.9%. Um, on the downside, though, Zendesk continued to turn an operating loss of $28.326 million, although it is better than the Q3 2019 operating loss of $35.428 million dollars. Um, operating margin also continued to run into the negative, lending at negative 10.8% um, in Q3 of 2020, but it is still better than the previous year's same time level of negative 16.8%. So uh, there's give and takes here, not terrible. Um, now, one of the major downsides to the report that was that really net loss continued to grow greater, um, totaling 40.703 uh, million dollars, much worse than the Q3 tw- uh, 2019 loss, uh, net loss of $32.224 million. So um, that definitely makes me curious. I would definitely be careful uh, there. I'd like to see an improvement in that net loss. Come on, uh, let's get that net loss back under control. Let's not let that net loss grow bigger. Now, getting back to the positives, remaining performance obligations, otherwise known as RPO, recovered in Q3, growing 43% on a year-over-year basis. Furthermore, long-term RPO uh, increased 56%, while short-term RPO increased 39%. Now, when it comes to guidance, management is bullish, expecting Q4 2020 revenues of 274 to $279 million. For the full year, management expects FY 2020 revenues to total $1.020 billion to $1.025 billion. I like it. Now, on the balance sheet, this was something that definitely scared me. Um, with a total debt of $1.056 billion, total liabilities of $1.624 billion, total assets of $2.054 billion, and a cash and charge investments of $943 million. Um, so definitely the numbers need work when it comes to the balance sheet. I'd like to see much more assets and cash and short-term investments over those debt and liabilities. Right now, it's not looking amazing. Um, furthermore, uh, on a valuation basis, Zendesk does trade at a premium, currently at a price to sales of roughly 17 times and a price to book of around 40 times. Uh, management also has work to do with a return on equity of negative 42%, a return on assets of negative 10%, and return on invested capital of negative 15%. So management has work to do, as we noted. Um, they definitely have to clean the balance sheet up. They, uh, you know, just have overall performance work to do. Um, and given the valuation, you know, I'm a bit leery. But given the uh, numbers, you know, the actual earnings numbers, the revenue growth, the sales numbers, um, the analysts are bullish with a mean price target of $151 per share, um, which is roughly a 5% gain off of its current price point. Um, Now, it is also important to note that the high price target is $175 per share and the low price target is $113 per share. So there's plenty of growth to the upside based on the high price target. On the low price target, there's definitely plenty of downside, um, but the analysts are overall mostly bullish. Now, the big money is very involved on this name. It was 97.31% of Zendesk being owned by institutions. Top holders include the Vanguard Group, T-Row Price Associates, and Janus Capital Management. So I definitely like to see that the big money is quite involved in this name, um, possibly a signal of confidence. And then in short, Zendesk is a solid company for the long term, but has a series of issues to work out, such as the balance sheet and maintaining strong growth. Now I take a look at the stock today. It's down 3.71%, um, but it still is maintaining that strong upward trend. I would definitely see if it pulls back any more, maybe nibble at this name, go long on it if you're looking for a software name, a SaaS name. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. Now, 
getting into the watch list today. We have to. Um, I see Disney down 3.59, uh, 3.5%. I see Netflix down 3.59%. I see Google down uh, nearly 5%. I see Facebook down quite a bit as well, down 3%. I see Microsoft up just 1% on fantastic earnings. I see Apple down 0.57% going in the earnings. PayPal continues to fall back. Square is also continuing this fall back. If you take a look at Square, this stock has absolutely been just selling off. Um, it went from a high of 241 and now it's currently sitting at 205, possibly a buy. As you know, in the past few episodes, we've been saying, you know, pick the stock up when it is just around, you know, 200 um, and start nibbling at it then. And then if it breaks through and continues to go lower, buy more. Um, right now, we could start to get that pullback. Now, I am looking at the broader market because, you know, it, it depends. Maybe this is the start of the possible uh, correction, which is desperately needed. Um, may I say, uh, to keep the market healthy, is I, healthy I do think that, um, you know, we just need a significant correction at the moment. Um, but you never really know. But definitely buy the great names great names um, that are getting hammered today for no really reason. So uh, when it comes to it, I see Square down big. I see PayPal down big. Um, maybe pick your poison and go after one of those. Uh, Disney as well. Google as well. Facebook as well. Now, Google and Facebook do have those antitrust issues, but I don't think in the long term they're going to be hugely effective. Uh, Starbucks, under 97 bucks a share. The numbers were not bad. Um, I definitely think Starbucks is going to be a winner throughout 2021. So now if they go check out Starbucks, this is a buying opportunity on it. Currently 97 bucks a share down nearly 7%. Could be a good buy here. Nike also um, has been absolutely been getting hammered way off its highs. Currently at 131. I think it's a buy. And uh, we're seeing the semiconductors down, making similar moves. AMD down nearly 5% and 90 bucks a share. NVIDIA at 518 per share. Uh, Intel at, yeah, no, don't talk about Intel. But it's at 54 bucks per share. Um, but, you know, Intel, if you're looking for a comeback play, possibly Intel, but I'm not a huge fan. I'd rather go with NVIDIA, AMD, um, you know, any of those names. Uh, also, Taiwan Semi is definitely one to take a look at. Uh, Adobe down 2.25% today. Adobe's going to be a long-term winner. It's been sitting at four in mid 400 for quite a while. Could be a long, solid long-term buy here. Uh, Walmart and Costco significantly down today as well. Definitely names to take a look at. Um, but overall, just a lot of great names down. The bank's down as well. I really like Wells Fargo. I really like uh, JP Morgan. And I really like Goldman Sachs. All down major today. Um, Visa and MasterCard both down major today. I see a lot of names, great names, down big. Bristol Myers down 3.5% today. Go check it out. Abbevy down 4.36%. A lot of great names starting to sell off heavily. Um, and I'm starting to like their current price points. So definitely keep a lot of those names on your watch list. Um, let's take a look at more individual names. Boeing is absolutely um, just getting hit even more today. Boeing currently down uh, 5. It was down 10 earlier. Currently at 197. Chance to pick it up under 200. Possibly a solid buy. CrowdStrike. 200 bucks a share, CrowdStrike. That's right, 200 bucks a share on CrowdStrike. That stock was what, at like 220 just a few, like a week ago? Um, So definitely take a look at CrowdStrike. If that stock continues to pull back, I think you start to pick some up. Uh, let's see here. Shopify down 32 points today. I think it has a little more downside to come out of it, but definitely check it out. Roku is up eight today. Um, Roku's a tough one. I think you go with Netflix or Disney if you want to get in on the streaming game. I do think Roku will be around, but I definitely think Disney and Netflix run the game and will continue to. Um, let's continue through. Teladoc down 10 today, 276. Um, if that pulls back a little more, picks them up. I think Teladoc is going to be a great long-term winner. And that is going to be all for today. Um, thank you for 
listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Go check out all our breakdowns um, on NEO and all the names we went over today at runningwiththemoney.com. Pay attention to my Twitter at Luke Donay for the most updated news on these earnings that are just about to drop at the end of the day and throughout the rest of the week. But once again, thank you for listening. I will see you Friday and we'll see what action we get in the markets. Um, Eat, sleep, profit, trade on and see you then.